Welcome to another episode of Stevenson's Mind. And in today's episode, I want to talk about being yourself and why that's very important. It could be one of the most important things that you do in the course of your life. Because if you don't get to be yourself, you'll get to be someone else's self. And that robs you of a life. And if you're not living your life, if you're living someone else's life, you've given them two lives and you don't have a life. So what this brought, what, what brought this on, I was listening to Andrew Huberman the other day and he's out of Stanford and he was talking about why we might change our beliefs to please other people while we might alter our thoughts, our convictions, even our curiosity, even our responses just to adapt to the herd mentality. And this is not only just something that's based on social pressure, it's also something that's very biological in us and it forms with attachment theory as well. You know, when we're born, we're attached to our mother, you know, for nutrition in the way of, of milk and also for, for love um, and, you know, with our fathers for holding and for direction. So as infants, we rely on our, our parents. And even if there's one parent, we rely on that one person to give us everything, to feed us, to change us, to help us sleep. You know, we can't pay the rent. We can't work. We can't make our own food. So really attached and we're dependent on other people for our survival. And that forms a very strong base. And often I find that it's carried out in the course of life so that we'll always be attached to people. We'll always be dependent on other people. And later on in life, it's not just for nutrition. It's not just for you know basic survival. It's also for some of the emotional uh, contents that we want from other people the attention, the reaction, the consolation, the comfort. And we're willing to compromise and negotiate sometimes our basic principles just so we can get that feedback. And if we do that, we're not being authentic to our true self. And that's really important because it's only when you discover your true self, you discover who you are. And I don't believe we have one absolute self that is fixed. You know, our self changes as we go through life and we have different experiences, our beliefs change. But I do believe that we have one central essence. And, you know, some people look at that as the soul. But that essence is a knowing it's almost the feeling getting into a knowing. If you sit really sit and silent, it's something you can't even intellectualize. It's, it's just the knowing of, of who you are. So maybe that could be considered your, your true self in terms of the, the soul, that, that one essence that you are. But in the real world, uh, from birth to death, the self that is your identity self um, the one that people associate associate you with, that is what changes. 
you know, she might be born into certain family status, a certain environmental privilege. You might have certain beliefs, certain tastes, you know, with music, uh, types of food, sports teams, etc., aspirations, and that can change depending, you know, on your experiences and the environment as you you grow up and you're influenced by different people, media experiences. And that can change drastically. Someone might have gone from eating meat to not eating meat. And you might have gone from listening to a certain type of music to not being able to stand that kind of music. So, you know, the, the earthly self changes and it could be very drastic from where it started and, and where it finished. And more importantly, you have to try to be as true as possibly true as you can to your your genuine self. And you have to try and find out what that self is from your own merit and from your own accord. Try as much not to let it rest on you know, the laurels of other people, because too often you can find that, you know, you, you're a reflection of other people and then, you know, it might tweak a little bit and then you make it your own, but it's actually stemming from, from someone else. And you know, sometimes that's good. You can carry that in the future and you can fine tune on it and improve it. But you know, how wonderful it is it that when you find something that's uniquely used and you and that you only found it and the curiosity would have led you to this and you started from you know leveraging other people's beliefs and experiences but you peeled away all the things that you didn't associate with the things that you didn't sync with and you stumbled upon something that was so uniquely yours and you know this can exist in in the world but in your own current circle this is something that's unique to you. And you know, this might be your purpose and this could be your personality. You, know, you might shape this into your identity. This might become your lifestyle. But when you found this, there's so much energy in this that it's abundant and it's exponential and infinite. So when you try to find your earthly self before even sort of getting into that that mindset, you have to have a base of security and self-esteem and confidence. You have to be really strong in each of those three departments because people's energy will try to influence you. And, you know, it's not something that's done on purpose always. Sometimes it is because people themselves with attachment and emotional comfort want you to be feeling what they're feeling so that you can be in sync to their emotional frequency. Sometimes they're pulling you into this area that might not be best suited for you, right? So if someone's complaining or gossiping, they're pulling you into that frequency. And maybe it's not where you want to go, but they've pulled you in and, you know, being the friend that you are, you listen and then you get affected and et cetera. And becomes that spiral you have to be so grounded in yourself that it is only you and you should be able to forfeit the herd 
we should be able to forfeit that willingness of attachment. I think the evolution should go the way of you were attached uh, to a parental figure or to a guardian figure or to maybe your friends, um, you know, even sometimes to your uh, people you look up to, right? Like your heroes. And then you have to turn that sense of attachment inwards. You have to become attached to yourself and in a healthy way. You have to have that circular energy going inwards. And then once you've built up the momentum, then have it go outwards. And then you'll have healthy attachments with other people. So I'm not saying not to get attached, but to build healthy attachments. And because that's necessary, no person is an island and you need to interact with human individuals. And by building emotional bonds that are healthy with other people, with your loved ones, with your children, with your friends, you inspire them and you empower them as well. But before any of that, you have to be secure at the base, which is yourself. And to do that, you have to take a step out from the rat race. You have to take a time out uh, from life. And it can only be yourself. And literally, you have to take a break from yourself because you know the self that you might currently have might not be a true self. So you have to really go inward. And you have to say, okay, what is my true, and you know, try to find that true essence, which is your soul, your spirit, and then try to get as close to that as you can. And the closer you go to your soul as a, a, a flag point, the closer you'll find what your true self is. And you might not get there 100%, but you'll be closer than you were before. And you'll be shedding the original self that you held on to for so long, which might not be a true self. Like we said before, it might be a summary of other people's selves that you've adopted. And think about that. I mean, if you try to please one person at home, you know, you accommodate another person at work, you know, you accommodate someone somewhere else, you're, you're a summary of all of these accommodations. And again, you're spending more time in their life than you are in yours. So really take the time to get to find the self that is closer to your spirit. And that can be hard because we're so used to the comfort of other people, the attachments of other people, you know, the praise, uh, the glory we get. And sometimes we're addicted to the negativity of other people as well. That when we come to ourselves, we might find ourselves boring. We might find shame and humility in ourselves. We might find, you know, violence in ourselves. We might find things in ourselves that we don't like. I've often said, if I met myself, you know, would I like myself in public? So if I got to meet me in a cocktail party or on the bus or, you know, in a social networking setting, would I like me? Knowing me, knowing the the in-depth character traits that, you know, I sometimes might not like. And, you know, would I be comfortable with myself? Am I comfortable in my skin? Am I comfortable, you know, in my body? Am I comfortable with me? And too often we find that's not the case. But that's okay. That doesn't mean you go back into the exterior world. That means you start getting into yourself. 
and it takes time. I remember when I first started doing this, it was very uncomfortable and I couldn't last very long. And, you know, meditation is that. I mean, if you're, if you're doing the type of meditation where you don't focus on something else externally, if you focus on something internally, meditation is just sitting with yourself and getting to know the nuances of yourself, you know, feeling your body. What do you like about your body? What do you hate about your body? Is there any pain points? You know, are there any parts that feel good? How do you breathe? How do you look? How has your physical appearance changed since you were younger? You know, what is the vibe that you give off? So the more you get to know yourself, the more you'll see your strength increasing. And that's important because that strength that's increasing is building the foundation for your base. And it's really when you have a strong foundation as a base that you should then go into the outside world and deal with the intricacies of human relationships and with the life challenges that come up and the obstacles to success and dealing with failure and also dealing with success. And whether you're dealing with, you know, positive or negative experiences, you'll be grounded and Getting to know the self is not something, again, that's a fixed value in the sense you'll always be getting closer and closer to that source that is that is self. And I'm sure some people, you know, who've spent enough time you can feel the source. I'm on my way there. I'm trying to every day get closer to me and find out who I truly am. And if you spend time doing that, and if you spend the time building up the strength, then any obstacle that comes your way won't affect you as much. And also, you will be able to empower other people because you'll immediately notice your, your self-confidence. And I think that's what self-confidence really is, is it's not only the things that you've achieved, the projects you've completed that build your you know, that builds your resume of confidence, but it's also the ability to be comfortable with yourself. So know that no matter what anyone says, you're okay with. No matter what anyone does, you'll be able to deal with. And you won't take it out negatively and hurt yourself. Right? Too often when someone does something to us, either emotionally or physically, we'll take it out on something that is not good for us. And that doesn't make logical sense, right? So if someone's giving you pain, why would you do something to give you more pain, right? One example of that is maybe eating ice cream. You know, that has a lot of sugar. There's a lot of fat content. You're eating it late at night and you're only doing your body injustice, not the other person or the other event that caused you maybe the initial negative experience. So once you get comfortable with yourself and you build up the momentum of strength, then when something does happen, you can do something good in its place. And again, that takes a little bit of work and practice. And because the concept is you've got this energy buildup and, you know, we know energy can neither be created or destroyed, but it can go somewhere. And if you're resolving the energy by maybe emotional eating or 
you've got a, a bad habit that that you do this. And you know, this is also true for positive energies, right? It reaches that that peak stage, and you're looking to resolve it with something. You can use the same negative trait to resolve the energy, right? The same negative habit, rather, such as emotional eating. So you can do that when you're happy or you're sad. But if you master yourself, you master everything else. You master how to deal with the obstacles that come up and the challenges. You'll know sometimes the better way to take it, take out the, the negative energy by meeting it with the positive energy. And that can only happen when you're comfortable with yourself. And you know, we see with kids, I mean, that's the basic premise of bullying is when someone bullies you. And granted, you know, we're not talking physical bullying here, but especially a lot of the cyber bullying that goes online. And we see that people actually feel bad for themselves when they should be angry at the other person. And sometimes they are, but then again, they take it out on themselves. And, you know, this has reached enormous heights of possibilities in terms of what kids do to themselves, right? They, they might sort of isolate themselves. You know, the behavior will change, mood will change, depression could set in. And sometimes we've, you know, seen this lead to, you know, the taking of life as well, right? As a, a way of dealing with the, the bullying and the online social pressures. But if you're grounded in yourself, when that bullying happens, you won't let it affect you. You realize that this person's doing this to you because it's it's they who are unconscious and you're not unconscious of what they're doing. And then you'll say, because you're unconscious of what you're doing, I really can't react to you because you're not on my wavelength, you're not in my frequency. Because if I do try to react to you, I do trying to change your learning and behavior. It's not going to work because you're just not conscious of what you're doing. And, you know, there's a very different approach to dealing with people who are unconscious of, of what they're doing. And we'll get into that in, in some of the, the later episodes. But for someone who's confident and secure in themselves, you would not let a bullying affect them. They would not let social pressures of drinking drugs, smoking, cigarettes, you know, the, the standard things. And sometimes even the not so standard things, right? The type of music uh, people listen to, sometimes that's made fun of, right? Um, because it's not what the other person listens to. And, you know, there's an off balance with that type of clothes in terms of fashion, type of movies you might like. Sometimes the type of, type of people you associate with, you know, that's sometimes frowned upon. And you might have missed out on that connection with a really good person because you listen to someone else say that that person wasn't a good person when in fact they were because you didn't listen to your own instincts you didn't go with your own beliefs because you weren't properly grounded so if you take this just one general basic fundamental that is secure yourself with yourself and only that for parents who have kids, do this for your kids, help them realize that they should secure themselves first. And you can't secure someone else in the sense that they'll always be attached to you for that 
security. You have to help them secure themselves. They don't have to have the same beliefs as you. Um, you know, they should have good beliefs and they should should have good values, but they shouldn't have the same values as you. But no matter what their beliefs and values are, they should know how to be grounded in themselves because this is something you have to do for yourself. If someone else is doing it for you, then you're just back to square one with attachment theory. So that's it for this episode. Stay grounded. Keep that as the fundamental. You'll have a great life ahead of you.